Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Talked a lot today about the Saints battle for the returner jobs, and I think that battle is on. Mike Collum just posted at WWL.com or the radio.com app. We profile the five main candidates for that job. There might be more candidates that emerge in camp, but right now there are five Marcus Sherrills, Alvin Kamara, Cyril Grayson Jr., Austin Carr, and then kind of as an obligatory mention. Ted Ginn Jr. Marcus Sherrill's, of course, the 10-year NFL vet, played in Minnesota during his first nine years in the NFL, was was capable. I don't think he was spectacular at all. He's the guy to beat in this, but I, and as Sean Payton said today, I don't think that he's some massive front runner here. Not even penciled in as the starter. That's the words that Sean Payton used about uh, this return battle. So we'll keep an eye on that. You can find my story right now at WWLAMFM.com and the radio.com app. Talking high school football and high school sports as the select schools in the LHSAA, they voted to form their own subgroup called the LSA, the Louisiana Select Association. Just talked to Catholic High AD J.P. Kelly, and now we're going to bring on in Alan Waddell, co-host on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup in the fall, and somebody who knows this topic and issue is better and as well as anybody in the state. Alan, what's going on, buddy? I guess we're, what, a month away from the start of football yeah, it's season? Quick. It's been a quick summer. <laughs> it's been a real quick summer. By the way, man, congrats. I saw you on a honeymoon. It's been a big summer for you. Yeah, it has, man. I'm excited. Got married uh, June 22nd and um, just, you know, getting ready. Uh, this, this summer, like I said, it's flown by. Yeah, it really has flown by. Um, Alan, I know – you, I think your first reaction on Twitter when you heard the news earlier this week that they had voted to uh, create their own group, you said, no, it was just a matter of time. Um, and I guess we all kind of saw this coming eventually, right? Yes, yeah, you know, it's been something we've been talking about now for, for several years. And, you know, it's one of those deals where the further you get away from what it used to be, the further, I mean, it's the harder it's going to be to bring it back. And, you know, at this point, you just knew it was kind of a matter of time, something like this was going to happen. And, uh, it's just I think it's unfortunate for our state um, because, you know, you look at some of the other states and around. I mean, the most notable one is Mississippi right here close to us where, you know, you have two totally separate organizations, uh, you know, for public, for public schools and for private school football and, and other sports as well. And I just think this is another step towards that direction for our state. And, uh, you know, I, I never thought it would really happen, but I just feel like we're inching that way with each one of these uh, decisions that are being made. And that's what I took away from this also. But the three guys that we had on, two coaches and then uh, an athletic director, we had on Frank Monica and then J.T. Curtis on Sports Talk. And then I just talked to J.P. Kelly of Catholic High, the AD there. They all made a point to say they don't want to break away. But it does seem like, Alan, uh, maybe that's just kind of a PR move by them to kind of keep everybody, uh, you know, in the masses kind of happy and placated. But, yeah, it does seem like just eventually we're going to get to the point where the the separation and the animosity between the public and private schools is just too much. 
Well, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, this is a really tough, touchy stop, uh, subject. On, on, you're either on, you're either on one side of this or the other. There's really no gray area. You know, you either want the schools playing together or you don't. And, uh, you know, I just feel like the private schools have been a little bit under attack. You know, the last few years, almost making them feel like they're, I don't know, some type of evil empire or something. You know what I mean? Trying to yeah. trying to ruin it for everybody else. And I think right now. The private schools are just saying, hey, you know what? Um, if you don't feel like you need us as part of, you know, what you're doing, then let's find out if you need us or not. And, and I think that's kind of the statement they're making with this move. And in January, I guess what spurred this specific move on was the, the vote by the LHSAA's uh, General Assembly, and uh, I guess it was the executive board saying, well, uh, state championship events are going to be held at home sites, Alan, which it, it was just – crazy in my mind that we're going to have home teams playing championships in their building. I mean, even Bobby Aver, who did this uh, when, when he went to high school, he said, oh, this is crazy. This is retroactive. I don't know. Maybe uh, the silver lining of this well, is that there, that won't happen. Well, so here's the thing, man. You know, anybody that's a, a purist of high school football in our state and have really enjoyed it, and not, not just football, because this is really covering all sports, but you know, I really think the main event under attack is, is the Superdome event. You know, and in this state, nobody says, I'm going to the state championship. They say, I'm going to the Dome. Yeah. That's just how it's always been around here in our state, and that's what you look forward to as a high school athlete. The ultimate goal is to have an opportunity to play in the Superdome, and, and that still may happen. I mean, there's nothing set in stone of where the private schools are, are going to play and all that for a state championship game. Hopefully they can work it out for the Superdome, but I know there's some other options on the table as well. But ultimately, there's not many states in the country that do an event better than we do that event. And for me, that's the saddest thing of this whole thing, is if, if you could potentially see your primetime schools – John Curtis, Notre Dame of Crowley, Evangel, uh, St. Charles Catholic, some of these programs that are just synonymous with Louisiana high school football not playing their state championship game in the Superdome. I remember back after Katrina, whenever the games got relocated and we had to play the state championship games in Shreveport. And, look, the city of Shreveport did a great job. They put on a great event, but it just wasn't the same. And, and that's what I'm afraid that we're, we're kind of heading in that direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And we're talking to Alan Waddell, co-host of the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. He's on Twitter at Alan G. Waddell. And this just goes again to, the, I guess, the segregating of public and private schools because it sounds like even if they do have the championship events in the Dome, there's no guarantee that the public schools will follow, Alan. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And, and right now, the way this, this is just, like I said, this is just another step, Seth. Of nobody wants to come out and say it and say, oh, we're breaking away. And, you know, I know that you had other guests that came on and said, no, we want to keep it together. And that's fine to say that, but I believe actions speak louder than words. And I just feel like this is another inching away from from what we were traditionally used to have. And now we're getting further away from that, and it's going to be very hard to get, to get it back together. And I just think this is another step of looking up one day, and we're going to have separate organizations. And, and the way I feel – and. I might be way out of left field here. I think if there wasn't a, a decision around who the officials were going to be, because I think that's one of the big, uh, you know, the big topics that's come up was, hey, if you split, who's going to official these games? If I think if that was cleared up, that you'd have a much clearer path to splitting it right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Alan, if, if they said, okay, we're going to have these all events together, but it's going to be, I don't know, at the Cajun Dome or at Yulman Stadium or somewhere else like that, would, would – 
maybe not the ideal uh, situation. But would that placate you a little bit? It's just not the same, Seth. I'll tell you, I mean, again, in this state, you, you don't grow up saying, I want to play for a state championship. You grow up saying, I want to play in the Superdome. And, you know, you, you just think of when it comes high school playoff uh, time, how many shirts that come out that say, hey, we're dome bound or let's make a run at the dome. It's not let's go win a state championship. It's get to the dome. And huh, I don't even want to think about it. I mean, as much as I love uh, high school football in this state, I don't want to think about that event not taking place. I have so many great memories as a child of going with my father and my other relatives. and We would just have no dog in the fight, go down to the city, go to New Orleans, get us a hotel room, and stay the whole weekend and watch great football that this state produces year in and year out with great coaches. Great yep. players, Hold that thought, players, Alan, 60 seconds. It's one on sec, Alan, 60 yeah. seconds. Wrapping it up with Alan Waddell talking about the changes with the select schools forming the LSA, the Louisiana Select Association, yes, within the LHSAA, and how that uh, will make uh, this, I guess, this football season different, Alan, and that's that's coming up here. So uh, are you, is your passion, is your excitement for this upcoming season diminished at all because of this? No, it's not, Seth, because I'm still, you know, I'm still super excited about the season. Uh, again, we have such great talent and programs in this state and if anybody who's heard me on our show or heard me do these interviews with you guys uh i say it all the time i feel like we do it as good as anybody in the in the country and i know that texas and california and florida they get all the love because of the size of their state but i mean if you look per capita at the amount of players playing division one football in the nfl i mean it's really second to none what, what we have here in L- i mean in louisiana and it's just a uh, it's a tremendous brand I'm very proud to be associated with it, and I can't wait. I think we have some very interesting storylines going into this year, which I, I know we're going to touch on over the next few weeks as we get ready for the, uh, for the, you know, for the high school football season. But I think this year is going to be just as exciting as any other year we've had. Uh, you had any chats with Lou Valden recently as we get ready to get the game back together in September? He actually, uh, he sent me a text today, and we chatted on the phone for a few minutes. So I know, uh, I know he, he mentioned that they're excited that uh, in week one Shaw's going to play Higgins on a Friday night on campus, and I believe that's the first time in Catholic school, I mean, in Catholic league history, that an on-campus game will take place on a Friday night, and that's going to take place at, uh, at Shaw, so I know they're excited about that. Yeah, that's probably the one that uh, you will be out at, is that's going to be a very special moment. He's Alan Waddell, and you can catch him with me on Fridays during football season, the All-State Sugar Bowl prep football roundup from 7 to 10.30 once that high school football season starts. Alan, I always appreciate it, man, and uh, can't wait to get together in a month with the On Fridays. We'll see you then. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes. Alan Waddell on Twitter, at Alan G. Waddell. Lots of big changes coming to Louisiana high school sports. Back to the pros and the Saints. Today's player of the day is, well, it was Von Bell. Who's going places? Von Bell. Brought to you by Toyota Dealers. Let's go places. Speaking of the Saints' safety, let's hear from him. He spoke after practice today. And this is Von Bell. Just the uh, the audio a little hard to hear from the question. It's uh, Saint Safety Von Bell after practice today out at Saints camp. And is Von Bell Saint Safety out after camp today? Again, he's our player of the day. Brought to you by Toyota Dealers. Let's go places. Also, today's Saints training camp interviews and prime cuts are brought to you by the Sound Banking, a First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. A couple of quick NFL news and notes to get to. Ezekiel Elliott's holdout continues, and now the battle is on in the media. The PR battle with Zeke supporters, Zeke detractors, saying uh, opposite sides of, well, two years left on his contract. He shouldn't be holding out, or he's underpaid. 
best running back in the league, he should hold out and try to get more money. It's going to be really interesting to watch that play out. I saw Stephen A. Smith going after Ezekiel Elliott today. Maybe not much of a surprise considering Stephen A., not much of a Cowboys lover, right? (laughs) Eagles and Philadelphia guy. We also saw Tyreek Hill carted off the field for the Chiefs, which is an apparent leg injury. Of course, Tyreek Hill at the center of the firestorm over his, uh, well, I guess non-suspension from the NFL after child abuse allegations and a threatening um, moment on camera, on TMZ anyways. TMZ got a hold of the video to his uh, girlfriend. So Tyreek Hill, looks like he'll miss some time out at training camp. Some other injuries out there. High ankle sprain for Seattle's LJ Collier. They're a pass rusher, first-round pick. That probably bodes well for the Saints, considering they see the Seattle Seahawks early. So if Collier's not there, we all know Jaron Reed's not there. Again, maybe the Saints have an easier time up in Seattle than you would think. Also, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green is likely to miss multiple regular season games after going undergoing ankle surgery. That's what Coach Zach Taylor said today. So lots of injuries starting to mount up, as they usually do this time of year around the NFL. LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills, he was also ordered to pay $55,000 in restitution to a police officer hurt in a bar fight. This, of course, was after a bar fight in Philadelphia in 2016 when McCoy and his friend, Tamarcus Porter, who was also a football player at the University of Pittsburgh, got into a bar fight, and a police officer stepped in, and then he was injured there. So there's some of the NFL news and notes. When we come back, Kristen Garrick and Deuce McAllister today had a really cool chat with Saints rookie linebacker Caden Ellis. If you don't know much about Caden Ellis, stay tuned. You're going to know a lot more after this chat when we come back on the last lap. Well, Saints rookie linebacker Caden Ellis the afterthought from Saints draft picks this year. Let's talk about C.J. Gardner-Johnson and and Saquon Hampton and, of course, Eric McCoy and others. But it's Caden Ellis who's been a little impressive out of Saints camp. If he's going to make this roster, it's got to be via special teams. It's a kid from the University of Idaho. His father, Luther, played in the NFL on the defensive line. He even played against our own Bobby Bear. They were both in the league at the same time. First chance he really had a an opportunity to get kind of up close and, and chat with Caden Ellis at practice or after practice. Got to say, he was pretty darn impressive. Very charismatic kid. It seemed like he was a very bright kid, always smiling, kind of like Zion in that way, I guess. Not comparing the talent of the two, but charismatic a little bit in the same way. Deuce McAllister and Christian Garrick had a chance to get one on one, or I guess two on one, with Caden Ellis earlier today. Here is that conversation. Back. On the last lap, that was Deuce McAllister and Christian Garrick talking to Caden Ellis. I tell you, like I said, really impressive kid. I'm kind of I always root for these young rookies, all of them. Once I talk to them, that's I guess that's my my crutch because every time I actually get a chance to talk to them in person, I'm rooting for each and every one of them to make the roster. Problem is, you only have a, uh, a handful of roster spots actually up for grabs. We're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we'll squeeze in sports libs and then a moment of zen from Sean Payton talking about the battle that's raging now for the returner spots for the Saints. The last lap, one more segment on WWL. Lots of texts coming in on Caden Ellis at 870-870 from the 985. What a great interview. Love this kid already. 
From the 985, Seth, the young man, is very humble and respectful to slash of others. It will be easy to pull for Caden to make this roster. That from Joey in Pearl River. Let's bring on in Logan Falgu, our producer behind the glasses. It's time to play a little sports libs like we do each and every show. Like Mad Libs, he's got some statements, some topics. There's a blank in there. we got to fill in the blank on the fly. And you can play along on our text line at 870-870. Logan, who is, uh, he's got his, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. He had his uh, headphones all tangled up back there. You all right, man? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's got them untangled. Uh, what you got for us tonight? Uh, tonight we got our standard, so let's just jump right in. Okay, okay standard five. Here right, we go. Here we go. Number one, Drew Brees is blank for the Saints right now. Heart and soul. He's the heart and soul for the Saints right now. It's been that way for a while, but almost the, the late stage of his career, it's and I'm not taking anything away from how important he was to this team earlier. It's just even more apparent now in my mind than it was even five, six, seven years ago. All right, next one up here. We have training camp is blank in the scope of the entire season. Relatively meaningless. And it kind of is. I'm not trying to completely diminish what camp is, but everything just gets overblown. Mountains out of molehills, sky is falling. Like we started the show off, Drew Brees underthrowing a couple of times, and some people, not on this show, some people making a lot to do out of that one. I don't think it's much. Next one up, we have LSU needs to blank as far as their football program is concerned. And we keep revenue sharing. How about that? LSU needs to keep revenue sharing as far as their football program is concerned. They just do. You're part of the university. I understand that you spend your money and make money more wisely and, and more readily than the academic side, but you've got to support your academic side. That's a conversation and debate that will rage on, I am sure. Next one up here, we have my thoughts on the Pelicans this upcoming season are blank. Many and deep and uh, too many to, to squeeze into a sports lib. So I'm just going to go there. All right. Many, many. My thoughts are many. <laughs> All right. And last one we have, people need to keep their eyes on blank during the Saints preseason. Hmm. Let's see. I would say Emmanuel Butler. I don't know. Saints need to keep their eye on. I'm going to say Cyril Grayson. Cyril Grayson, because he's got a couple of ways to make the roster at wide receiver and also at returner. So if I got to pick one guy, and I know it could have gone different ways there, I'm going to say Cyril Grayson Jr. All right, and that's it. That's Sports Libs, and that's the show. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass. Tim Zimmer for booking the show. Diane Newman, our program director. Todd Manessis, our assistant program director. Helen Santani, our producer during the day. Our guests, J.P. Kelly, Steve Court, Tyler Nunez, Alan Waddell, and Brian Baldinger. If you missed any of the show, check the podcast, www.com, radio.com app, Apple Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. We keep the conversation going there. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, at WWLAMFM. We hand it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. And, as always, I leave you with our moment of zen. Sean Payton, just how much is that battle raging at the returner positions punt and kick returner here's how he answered how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.